cliffcentral.com. Welcome to the Renegade Reports. This is uh, not an error on your phone. My uh, voice is giving up on me. Are you trying to outshine me or what? I am. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go complete no larynx. Donald Trump wins and then you, you get... It was because I was so excited screaming at the television. Um, this, this is what happened. <laughs> this is what happened when, when Trump wins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, it's a pity. I, I wanted to shout at Hillary when she gave a speech, but she was too angry, so she didn't come out to... She was too her. busy throwing office stationery at all of her stuff. <laughs> And then she uh, sent uh, John Podesta out to mansplain the loss to everyone. Right, and say, no, votes are still being counted, guys. Donald Trump has really won, but every vote counts. Every vote counts. We are going to carry on. We are going to carry on. No, you're not. You're going to go for a walk in the woods and take a picture with someone. Um, Oh, Hillary, yes. Yeah. The next day. Weird, eh? And uh, now the world is losing their mind. Well, first they lost their mind about Trump. I mean, I can't believe he did it. It's just... Oh, no, I'm gobsmacked. We got too. it completely wrong. <laughs> I mean, I have to say we got it right originally. Yes. Like months back. Right. But it's the first time I've been wrong since 1993. What, on the president of the US? No, on anything. Oh. First time I've been wrong since 1993. <clears throat> so... There you go. It's a bit of a shock. Rem- now I know how it feels like to be a lefty. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he's busy putting together his transition team. Yeah, I know the transition team is fine. The, his nominations for secretaries of the various things are awful. He's like going full George Bush, man, neocon-ish. Well, he's he's somewhere between George Bush and what Bernie Sanders would have done. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, we can hope that government completely doesn't work, and then people actually get what they need, which is small government, <laughs> less interference in their life. One hopes so. I don't think he's a cannon for it though. But it's exciting times. I mean, it would have been horrific with Hillary, but I'm going to let you do the introduction of our guest because, well, listen to me. Right. So joining us this week is a a middle of the middle ground, uh, very neutral singer. No one's really heard of him that much. Yeah. Not controversial. I think he sings in Afrikaans sometimes. Um, And I think he goes, what's his name? Oh, Steve. Steve Hoffmeyer. Welcome, yeah. <laughs> welcome, Steve. Another, How's it going, Roman? Never heard of you before. Thank you yeah. for joining no, us. I'll just keep it like that. I don't want to get famous on this show. We, we like some, to, some people recommended you come on. We're like, yeah. who's Steve Hoffman? We like to help struggling <laughs> artists whenever we can. Developing artists, and you'll get them through. Listen, if I don't sound like you, people say I am sick. <laughs> if I don't arrive like that at the concert, <laughs> hey, but thank you very much. I've got to keep reminding myself that I'm in the company of libertarians and not liberals because I'm, I keep asking myself, why didn't you invite me more often? We share so many ideas. But, um, yeah, hey, in my defense, I've sent you about four emails, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 it was tough to get us together, but we're here <laughs> right. now. Indeed. And I've, I've been looking forward to it. And we appreciate it, it so yeah, thank, thank you, you very much. Yeah, thank you. And I also sound like that. If you scream for the box and Trump, mm. you would sound like that. And And... Well, you can't scream. And Australia, the, you can't scream for the box anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah nothing to scream. There's nothing. No, you, scre- no, you scream. You scream at them, though. Yeah. Listen, um, I mean, I knew England was going to win, but I screamed for the box. I was dead sure Trump was going to lose, although I backed him. I went to bed at two o'clock. I mean, I'm not going to sit up for four hours and watch the Americans vote Hillary in. And I woke up to these wide-eyed <laughs> <laughs> CNN, BBC presenters. Trading water for 48 hours. They didn't have vocabulary. They couldn't speak. They couldn't describe what they were seeing. And I was, I was as astounded. I, 
I think everyone was, except maybe was even Trump astounded. I saw a tweet the day after. He's like, I bet he wanted to last. Now I'm sure he's livid that he actually has to do some work now. <laughs> I think he was quite taken by surprise. His, his sort of victory speech, which wasn't too bad, um, but you could see towards the end of it, he kind of didn't have anything more because I don't think they'd planned a victory speech. I think they'd planned. A That'll be good of, to know if, if, if what the truth. Well, honesty yeah. of opinions was around there. Well, very much like Hillary didn't plan a concession speech, which is super awkward. Yeah, And she had to give it. Hey, but guys, come on. Isn't that the end of the degree to which we will trust, again, mainstream media, mainstream opinion polls, mainstream political analyzers? I just started um, decluttering my Twitter. I'm just... I'm just unfollowing all these guys, everything from the Huffington Post right through to the New York Times. I just don't care. I'll follow one or two of them because you've got to know, know thy enemy, you know, yes. but as part from that, I'm cleaning up. I'm I mean, cleaning I'm worried, house. I'm worried about the fact that you actually followed the Huffington Post. I did. I think, I think I've got well, this theory that the Huffington Post is probably part of the original problem. So I think Huffington Post started the sort of social justice warrior type of thing and then BuzzFeed and everyone else just yeah. Yeah. carried on with it. Yeah. Am I wrong or in the last 48 hours, Huffington Post started advertising locally yeah they're in south africa they're, in south africa. they're starting they've launched huffington post i south saw africa. something right now so Verash maybe there's no more market out there for them <laughs> Verash from, the, from the mail and guardian is going across to uh, to the huffington post i so, deleted them as well mail and guardian finished uh, oh, they blo- oh, shame they blocked me they blocked you i upped you already sir yeah i wish i can say that but i just had to block them myself <laughs> Yeah, so that's it. It's decluttering. I've, I've, I've killed, I've also killed off all artists that I used to follow that, um, that forced me into a Hillary vote because we'll go to Canada. So goodbye to all of you guys. So and Lady, Samuel, Lady Gaga, Lady know, Gaga's gone. gone. Oh, Miley Cyrus. I mean, how am I going to, I'm going to end my, my woes. And of course, Sher is out. Bruce Springsteen has been the hardest because I, I like him, but um, I don't have to follow him. You know, I'll go buy the CD if it comes out if I want to. But the other guys, goodbye. Thank you very much. You, you've got political views. Is it always necessary for artists to have political views? Why do they always climb onto the bandwagon? I actually have no idea. It's like saying to anybody else who walks the street, um, "Why should you not? Have, you cannot have an opinion because you have a certain kind of job." Yeah, no, so I, 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 I suppose, but it's it's become that thing where you've got to like side, and yeah, and uh, they're all kind of they're all kind of Hollywood stars, and Hollywood yeah. is quite left, yeah. um, so they all sort of always go Democrat. Yeah. Um, what are we going to do with Hollywood? Uh, well, I think Hollywood's killing itself. Yeah, I hope so. We should give them more rope. <laughs> and as an actor, I mean, I'm a drama school student. It's awful to know that um, what you've said now is probably the greatest truth, which nobody's discussed, is what is it with artists that they, if they don't have campaigns, they invent campaigns, that they are always to the left. I could only find one artist supporting um, uh, Donald Trump, and that was Clint Eastwood. Right. Is there anybody under 90 years old who's actually supported, <laughs> who's an artist out there, a vocal artist who supported Donald Trump? I don't know. I didn't find any. Well, I think a lot of artists that we don't know about, obviously. That, that's why they give yeah, in, yeah. under the radar. Well, I mean, that's how Donald won because no one was honest it. enough to say, to say yeah. I'm really going to vote yeah. for this guy. Why? Just tell me quick, why? Do you think it's because of this prevailing, this massive narrative um, manipulated and dominated by a left wing? Well, well, I do, I do think that uh, the reality is, uh, we, I mean, we discussed it on the show. There were things Donald Trump said which he shouldn't have said or um, were abhorrent, but there were things that Hillary did that she shouldn't have done and were abhorrent. The so, one spoke and the other one actions. Yeah, well, actions are, are worse than words in my opinion. But that we, we, we thought both of them were, were quite poor candidates. Yeah. Um, but the difference was if you were with her, 
Um, you, you know, that was a trendy thing to do. Um, you were very much part of the in crowd and you were accepted. It's, you're part of the group. Was it ever trendy to be on a conservative side or a Republican side? Was it ever trendy to be a Bush supporter? Was it ever trendy to be well, well, it hasn't been Reagan, maybe? Since, since Reagan. Maybe Reagan. Reagan. Since Reagan. Reagan maybe was the Reagan. last one, yeah. I and, I, and I don't actually think so because if you listen to some of the guys who lived through that era, they say that Reagan was popular 15 years after Reagan. Um, oh, like Thatcher, and, maybe. Yeah, oh, is that so? And 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 at the time, you know, there was a lot of this sort of hysteria that we have around Trump no. about Reagan at the yeah. time and what yeah. he was going to do to people's yeah. civil rights and all kinds of things that yeah. never really materialized. I think people, uh, I think a large part of the Trump thing is what everyone said, even some people who are honest enough on the left, which is it's a complete backlash mm. to being called a racist just because. You are X race or X yeah. gender or um, just for expressing an opinion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or people look at it and go, you know, he was being called a misogynist, homophobic, xenophobic, you know, he's being called that, everything. Yeah. And which, which, which everybody who is not left is called. If you're not liberal, you're called all those things as a rule. It's kind of, a, and we're going to sort that out now. We're going to equalize and neutralize some of that stuff and just make them, um, you know, I like the idea that they are, um, they are the victim groups and they're going to come stand in a long line here and say, I'm LBGT, I'm gay or I'm gender aware. And we're all going to go, we care, but go stand in the queue. Because stand in the queue where everybody else is standing with problems. I'm not sure anyone does care. I think that transgender thing, for example, nobody gives a shit. Um, I think a lot of people looked at that North Carolina bathroom issue and were like, are you joking that this yeah. is an issue? Yeah. Um, a lot of trans people said, this has never been an issue. Yeah, we just yeah. go wherever we want exactly. to anyway. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so you've been called a racist. Let's go there. I've been um, everything. I've been called um, – I've been called – I, I must have all the record for being called gay and homophobic on the same day. <laughs> so by then, you know, oh, all right. Have you been called a racist before 6 a.m. on Twitter, though? I have. Damn it. I have. Have okay, you been right. called a I think you're going to get beaten here. I've been called any hour of the day a racist. So a few things about that. Firstly, um, what, do you think, what do you think about being called a racist? Does it mean anything to you anymore? No, it's, it's kind of water off a duck's rectum, as I always say. I'm, because... For the simple reason that um, I will not stop distinguishing between races. That is not the same as discriminating amongst races. And I take this and give the power and you have the power to do people in because of pigmentation. I don't have that power, firstly. Secondly, well, firstly then, go back to the first point. I distinguish between races. Unfortunately, um, well, fortunately, I'm not a biological determinist, so I don't believe that there are races that can and races that can't. I don't really see it like that. I I do believe there are races that didn't. Okay. That is the difference between me. So people would like, would like to stereotype me as one of those old right wings. They want, you know, there's no, there's no favorite to, to shoot. There's no Eugene to Blanche to strangle. We've got to find somebody else, you know. And, ah, there's Steve Offmayer. He's white Afrikaner and he's Afrikaans. And, um, he says nice things about a, a, a regime that we hated. So why don't we pick on him? But you're not, you, um, you're not gonna, you're not gonna find me even remotely like the old, the old all right so let me ask, let me ask you about some of your views then because for example you, so you're saying you don't believe in sort of this biological determinism so you you wouldn't say that um black people are stupid because they're black right yeah it doesn't lie in the pigmentation we know that but i do believe that certain cultural habits 
um, fall in along racial lines when the West comes to a <laughs> continent like Africa and there's black and white. It's very easy just to generalize and say they do things this way, they are black, they do this things this way, and they are white. We do have a very unique situation down here in the southern ass point of Africa, which is, which is really like nowhere else in the world. Um, if there are biological differences and they do make a hell of a, a hell of a difference to other people, they certainly don't to me. Maybe on the athletics court, maybe, I don't know. Maybe white people can't jump. Maybe Black people can rap, uh, you know. I don't know, but it's not. It, they they're not like pressing. Well, the world's best rapper is Eminem, and uh, or the most successful, and he's white, um, whitish, and, and and the world's best golfer was black. Yeah, no, and then there's black. Lewis Hamilton. It's getting difficult to say. You know, um, black can only do that, and white can only. Yeah, do look, that. I don't buy that argument at all. In fact, I find that argument to be quite racist. In fact, I, I think. I think certainly there, there probably is a genetic component in some areas. I mean, uh, sprinters, as an example, there's yeah, no doubt. Long distance. White guys just ha- don't don't have it. Um, we just don't have it. Um, so, but I, 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 so would you say that there's more than just distinguishing between races? What do you mean by that? What do you mean when you say you distinguish between races? Because I see different races. So if someone's black. Someone's so I'm white, very much like Indian. the government. I'm very much like the ANC. You can't have BEE and not distinguish between races. So you're not colorblind. As I'm the definitely not colorblind. Okay, and, and then, I quite like it. I like the differences. All right. So then we, if you distinguish between races, hmm. so you, are you just talking about the actual physical color of someone, or are you talking about the cultural attributes of someone? Yeah, both. I would go both. both. You know that the, in the during the Anglo-Boer War, the English called the Afrikaners a different race, and the Afrikaners called the, the British uh, that other race. Yeah, sure. They hated each other's races, and they were both the same skin color. So I don't know why we think races are only or exclusively black and white. Um, for me, a race is is more than a than Skin color, pallor, pigmentation—it's it's right. wider than that. So, so do you think it's, it's also a, a collective habit? It's a momentum. It's a heritage. It's a different kind of history. Yes, it's maybe a different language as well. Although we know that's neither here nor there. Yeah, there are lots of differences between races. Okay, me. so so that, so when you look at that difference, um, do you attribute certain moral qualities to those different attributions to the race? I do, but I don't sense. attribute them to pigmentation, to biology that right. much. There's more right. psychology because that's that's the collective habit that comes from that spot there. And you all generally came from that's the kind of thing that you like. Um, and you guys come from there. That these collective habits fall in along racial lines is nobody's fault. But somebody's going to use a generalization and call you black and call you white. And that's what happened in South Africa. It doesn't upset me much. Right. Okay. Uh, it's a bit wide. It's a bit general, isn't it? Yeah. I'm sorry that I can't pinpoint it more than that, but no, it's exactly no, what no I do. Worries. So now you know why it's so, why I'm not really offended for calling a racist because I'm not. I don't feel like it. I go out there, I meet more South Africans than most South Africans that I know. That's true. My whole life is, has been three, four concerts per week for 30 years. Do you know how much of the country you see? Um, everywhere I get out of my bus, I am swamped by black people and white people and brown people of all groups. And they want a selfie and they want to chat. Um, racists, people who call me racists, make it extremely easy for me. They did the same to Trump. They make it very easy for us. We have to do very little to be liked because we are demonized by the media. Yeah. But when we walk out there and meet people face to face, we're actually quite congenial and quite easy to get along so, with. So if you, if you, you must hate black people and then the first black guy you walk up to, you go, hey, I'm Steve and have a polite conversation with him he goes you actually, he doesn't just think you're a nice guy he thinks you're a god basically you only have to smile up swear to god exactly like it is uh, trump for the next few weeks has to do very little in fact he must do nothing <laughs> he must just smile and, and embrace a few people and well, i should argue for the, for the next four years he should do nothing but um, <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll get to that um okay what do you but what do you you know because you mentioned our libertarian leanings but we're also got quite classically classically liberal, liberal leanings as yeah, well so do i um 
and in terms of that and the concept of the individual um, versus the group. So um, one of my biggest issues in South Africa is that that's what we tend to lean on. We automatically go, okay, well, he's a white male, so of course he said that. Or, you know, it's a black man, so X. Whereas instead of understanding that people are individuals, and and you see this occasionally with people who are – um, who do break the mold very openly of their their group, uh, and then they get called names, uh, yeah. you, you know, yeah. whatever that happens. Also by their to be. own group. Yes, no, sure. Yeah, because you're breaking stereotype and you're going against the grain. But listen, I'm pro generalization because uh, I live in a country. Uh, yeah, I am. That means you've got to have a thick skin. You're going to be uh, blamed for things that you are completely innocent of. But that is what that is what we do. Let me tell you why I'm pro generalization because in this country it could save your life. Um, we had a fight about black white black white somewhere along the line about three years ago and we made a deal with some of the liberals that um, I tell you what every time that a black person knocks on your door you must open your door then I will open my door every time a white person knocks on my door and let's see who gets raped before Christmas that was the kind of was a party you know we probably were very sober but that was the kind of deal now you know that the one group uh, will be seen as racist uh, or the other group um, but one of them will probably be subject to uh, the kind of rape figure that we have uh, 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 702 at some stage had a phone in, where even black people started phoning in, saying that when we stop at intersections in Johannesburg and people approach us that are black, we close the windows, we slam them shut if we can, because that is a generalization. But we live in a kind of country where that's probably better. It's probably better that you do that. We live in a kind of country where generalization could save your life. We are not a a place where humanitarian speeches work very well. We wipe each other out. We're in the top 10 most violent countries in the world. The cautionary step is the one we should be taking all the time. So I do generalization, which means I must take the punch as well. I must take the sins of my fathers and bear them with a fat smile. People see me as a racist in the mold of favor. I can't yes. say, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but I don't, don't generalize. I'm not like that. I have to, I have to change it from the inside so, and prove people so, wrong. So you're happy to take it on the chin? I'm going to take Basically, it on the chin. Yeah. For, for your views. But to come back to the first point is, am I, a, am I more an individual than a group person? And I just don't know how the um, individ- an individual like me mm-hmm. can distinguish himself, can define himself outside the group. All right. Well, because you've taken on the group, I suppose. What would you view as the group? Yeah, we have individuation. Isn't that a Jungian phase where the things that you do that other people don't yeah. do that makes you different? But um, it's almost like meeting atheists um, who used to be Christians. You will never be a complete atheist. You will be an atheist from a Christian background. And you'll be an atheist because you were at a secular background. And you may be an atheist because you revel, revolted against Muslim, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the Muslim society. So, um, so I believe in context. I'm going to use that word a lot. And... Um, I am an Afrikaner, I'm a huge individual, and I pride myself on being an individual, but my entire momentum and the way I think, and even today as a open thinking, especially about religion, I still call myself a Christian, and I'm very skeptical, and I fight with my synod all the time, but um, I will always be an uh, Afrikaner, which is predominantly a Christian from that point of view. Are there atheists around me that are Afrikaners? I'm sure they are, and I'm very welcome. Um, one day, a Zulu's going to stand up and say, I prefer to be an Afrikaner. Um, I accept their history 100%. I want to make sure that their future is my number one priority. And I will say, welcome to the table. Have a cook, sister. Grab a panakuk and do the soki. It's probably going to go. Like, it's probably going to go like that. Not soon, but it could turn out like that. And you have to be ready to do it. So, so, but it, it sounds to me like you are more of a what I would term not a cultural supremacist. Not a supremacist is the wrong word. But you are very proud of who you are. What. In air quotes, your people have done. Yeah. 
um, in terms of of what being the the, the so called white tribe of Africa? Um, no. What what, what no, is no. the no the Western the Western tribe of Europe? Um, oh, right. I am the white tribe of Africa, and I am an African. Um, I can trace my roots further back than Julius Malema can. Um, I can actually trace my roots back in South Africa further than most black people can because they only learned to read and write 100 years ago. My my ancestors landed here around about 17, 1791, 1702. I can't remember one of those 17s. So it's, that's that's a couple of generations, you know. So I'm I'm truly African. But my way of life and thinking and the things that I bought up here and the things that I am an agent of is the West. All right, but now just just that that off the quip you just made about the thing that they only learned to read and write a hundred years ago. They have their own language structures, right? They have their own cultural structures. Um, the fact that it's not ours, do you think that's a problem or do you think it's just no. different? No, no, it's not. But when you place two cultures next to each other, you've got to stand back and see which one assimilates to which one. Yes. You don't have to say supremacy. You don't have to use the word ever. You just have to stand back and observe. And see who jumps for who. Hey, let me give you a better example. Sure. Um, the English South African didn't uh, um, assimilate to the Afrikaans' way of life. In fact, we did to theirs. Why? Right. Because I really believe theirs were superior at the time. They're also stronger. In fact, if we didn't have a union of South Africa, the Afrikaans community wouldn't have risen again, wouldn't have stood up again. Because we relied heavily, education especially, mining economy after the Anglo-Boer War. The second best thing to winning was the fact that we lost to the English who came back to a degree. We don't, still don't like them much, but to a degree we could rely and, 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 and re rely on their support right. to become a, a powerful Western nation in Africa. So, so do you think Western culture is, is supreme to all, not maybe not all others, but all others in, in South Africa? <clears throat> it may have had its, its run. I don't know, but um, it's, it's thought things through. Um, when I say Western, I don't even think of English. I think of very old German and French philosophies. I go back to Descartes. I can go even further back. Um, if you consider that the part of the Western civilization is not an exclusive knowledge we invented, it is no, also being not. open to all the others and the Babylonians and the Egyptians, taking all the information because they traveled first and they traveled that far first. They were the internet. Where the West was the internet first. Ships were the internet first. So it's an accumulation of a lot of knowledge. And as all systems go and all civilizations go, yeah, I still think it is the... Should we call it superior? If you want to, if you want to use the word, I just think it's the better one. And if you left it there for no, and nobody said a word, the others will assimilate to it. Right. That is the point. And I think that's true. I mean, I'm also a, a Western supremacist, if you want to call it that. I think it's the best, it's the best form of uh, political, religious, and personal rights uh, so. that we have in the world. And everyone tries to emulate it. And, um, and if you, if you want to shoot it down, You've got to tell me what the alternative and you've got to show me that it's superior and that it's better. So if you're going to take, um, if you're going to burn down universities and decolonize education, I'll be fine with it. I'll probably throw a rock or two with you if you have shown me the substitute. What are we going to replace it with? What is the history that you have that can show the world that will just stun them? But don't you know they're going to replace it with just another Western culture called Marxism? Yeah, oh, that'll be painful. <laughs> you're probably so right. <laughs> All right. It's going to happen. If you assimilate the uh, if you assimilate the cultures, um, sure you do assimilate into one culture. So you know you you've, you've mentioned that kind of the, the English were the ultimate victors, probably because they were just violent bastards. Um, but it was war. 
Yeah, it was it, well, it was war. But it was war was... in a time of war, and if you mm. were not good at war in a time of war, in a time of if you couldn't conquer in a time of conquest, you weren't good for that period. Yeah, but they were just brutal on another level, really. Um, Compared to who? Charkasulu? Not as much as others. The, the Belgians and the French were far worse. Not that it excuses. Okay, listen. Sure. It was a barbaric it's, period. It's yeah, yeah. So, so sure, but. Um, even if you assimilate, you still keep some of your culture, right? So yeah. the general society of how you behave day to day, um, that's the sort of dominant culture. But what you might do at home uh, is still part of your culture. So does that not – and it doesn't that then apply to everyone? Um, and And is that an issue? I mean, because I'm seeing, for example, in the Afrikaans community, you guys – as you would say, have assimilated into English culture. But you've kept a lot of Afrikaans tradition. Yeah. Um, so the Zulu, strength... pe- Zulu people, for example, have done a similar thing, but have kept a lot of their tradition. Um, where's the issue there? The, the issue is how much have you kept? So we, my language group will be the last language group in this country who fights for mother tongue language. You won't find a Zulu people doing it. You'll find Kosa people doing it. Tswana, Vendor people doing that. They want an English university. Already there is a massive um, surrender of these cultural uh, gems that you're talking about. Maybe um, they're just globalizing. It's actually, I think it's a good strategy to want to be taught in, in English. Said you. Yeah, says me. Yeah, but the French I mean, Arab. On the day... Uh, on the day a week after globalization got its biggest hiding. You, yeah, you, don't, understand. Think, you, you don't think something like fees must fall is a, is a, um, you know, uh, that exact thing. There are people as part of that movement who are going, we want to be taught in our mother tongues. Not um, at all. That's not what fees must fall is about at all. It's all about English. In fact, that was the irony of it, of removing the statue of um, Rhodes and then burning down a university to get rid of um, Afrikaans to make it an English university. There was not one placard that said we want education in Zulu or Kosa. In fact, at some stage at the KwaZulu-Natal University, um, Afrikaans was being asked for as a second language to English, not Zulu, uh, for the simple reason that manuals didn't exist and the academic um, tradition didn't exist uh, for all the different you know, school uh, thoughts of school thoughts out there. All right. So you're a big advocate, obviously, of the Afrikaans community of Afrikaans as a language. Yeah. Let's talk quickly about that. Um, you know, Afrikaans as a language. It is actually quite a well-spoken language in the country. Hmm. Um, there's, there's a lot of people who speak it who yeah. wouldn't be considered culturally Afrikaans. Yeah. Um, yeah. But certainly they're Afrikaans speakers. And then there's obviously the Afrikaans community. Yeah. Um, the brown community has now outnumbered the white community. When it in comes terms to speaking of Afrikaans, Afrikaans is mother tongue, yeah. Um, but if we if we're going to talk about the Afrikaans community and preserving Afrikaans as a mm-hmm. language, um, what's the big deal with going to English? So Ramon just made that point. What's where's the issue? No, I can't explain that to you <laughs> because you don't have a second language, do you? Do you have a French, Arabic? Ah, you see, fantastic very much. You see, um, I I won't be able to explain that to people who don't have two languages or whose, whose first language. Uh, is is now is now showing the back door. So uh, yes, okay, I'm going to give you. Yeah, with uh, that's uh, with respect. It sounds a bit like a cop out. Yes, uh, how? it's fine to because you can't explain it to someone who doesn't have X attributes. Oh, no, I will. Okay, I will explain it to you then. If right. you, uh, I don't want to cop out here. No, I do. Uh, but I it's do going to be very difficult because um, I get the frown all the time from people who speak other languages. Um, I get it a lot, like from Americans. They think, why would you do that? But they only speak one language. Yeah, of course. Um, we have the same problem in Belgium. Maybe I suppose some of them have French there. If you had to suggest to them that French is going to be the majority language and your language is second, 
there will be no debate. We won't ever have questions like these. So, no, it's mm. not a cop-out at all. One of the great byproducts of Afrikaans education was that you were bilingual. You could not pass your year as an Afrikaans student if you did not pass English. And that's what made Afrikaans so big and so embracing of everybody. And it's, it's, it is still a gorgeous, gorgeous language. I don't believe there are better languages. But um, I believe it's very difficult to explain to other people why you would want to have an Afrikaans university. Uh, Representativity-wise, there only owe us eight universities. We don't deserve the 21 we had, I suppose, in the, not in the new South Africa. Um, but we just surrendered our last one. We gave Stellenbosch away on a big tray with a letter saying, uh, please take our last Afrikaans university. It was built by our money. And But why would you want the, the state to give you something? Because it's constitutional, because it should fight for all their languages. And uh, it's not my fault that other language groups don't want universities in the language, but this language group does want a university but or you, a tertiary education. But you can do that without the state, though. We are doing it without the state, and it's ex- extremely expensive. Um, it's, so and, you're, you're going to pay taxes. You're going to pay taxes. Your taxes will be used for all the other languages, sure. universities. And apart from that, above that, you have to go build your own university. That becomes very expensive. Yeah, but we know what type of government we live under. I mean, it's not. It's not That's even worse. It's not, that means the money will definitely not come out. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's not a surprise. I think everyone gets fucked equally. With Listen, you, you cannot know what it feels like when your language is thrown in the back of the queue and the language um, the Talrat, the guys in charge of your language, correspond to each other in English. You can't understand what that feels like. That means the wrong people are in charge of my monuments. The wrong people are in charge of my culture and uh, my way of thinking and our collective habits and our literature and our university. It's awful. That's but, why I'm so angry. Sorry, Johnson. Mm. I'm just on a, on a, on a, no, no, go on for a it, roll go here, uh, so to speak. But, but it still appears, though, as though you're asking the state to protect your culture. Which, yes. I sort of, which I do understand. Yes, and, I all, think, and all other cultures. And I they don't have to single me out. But I think it, no, no, true. But you made the argument that the state is, is not protecting our culture and we're speaking to each other in English, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Why, though? Why would you want the state to protect your culture? Your, the culture exists without the state in any, in any event. Once again, I have to explain to English people this. How am I going to start? Where am I going to begin? Please. Have you, have you ever lived in a place where English is um, marginalized and thrown out of the mix? Never. You'll be stuffed. You'll have to move immediately because you can't communicate. So um, I don't understand the why because it's the it's the way I speak. It's the way I dream. It's the way I pray. It's the way I think. Um, it's my best way. In fact, I'm suffering in English as my second language because Afrikaans sure. is the way I form ideas and concepts. And um, that is being taken away. You know, as soon as it's closed off from tertiary education, the very next step is high school. After high school, it will be primary school. And then you'll get your nursery schools, your old age homes and your churches. What the hell is left? That is just a long explanation for a very short word called genocide. Okay, well, hold on. Before we get to genocide, wait, 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 wait. Before we get there, um, I'm just because <clears throat> because what what you're saying, I'm going. Okay, what if there was a black dude? If you if if you were a black dude sitting in front of me, going saying exact same things about Zulu or Sutu or Tswana or any of the black languages, Peri, whatever it is, hmm. and and you know some of these arguments are brought up in terms of um, the. Black culture being eroded and, and a lot of the 
I know you you don't agree that the sort of fees must fall is about this, but it is partially about what they feel and that group feels um, is Western culture overriding what they feel is their culture, yeah. um, and and not paying attention to that's a whole decolonization project. It's yeah. like we don't really care if what you teach. Please don't us tell is, me you give it credence. They the, they're the ones who said science must fall. No, that's, I, that going to be. Part I, of I don't it. give it credence, but but I, I'm 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 trying to see. If there aren't parallels, yeah. No, th- no, there must be. And th- if there are guys who sat on this chair and said the same thing, we're for that march. We're mm. on the same march. We, we understand it. We are minority language. I don't understand how Zulu can be the biggest language in this country, and there's not one person marching for Zulu mother tongue education at universities. I don't get it. Because maybe they don't want the state to protect it. Maybe they they've satisfied that. No, I don't want maybe. I want to know from their mouth what is the reason. If that is the maybe, it's a terrible maybe. So you deserve. If you are paying tax, you deserve the state to take care of your culture. So in 1976, you would have bought into the riots against Bantu education because that was in part people going. This is not our education. This is another education. I did not buy into it because they didn't pay for it. Okay. Well, they weren't Uh, able to. They weren't citizens. They were subjects. It was, as terrible as it may sound now, a minority sovereignty, a sovereign state with rules. And everything you do in a state like that, um, which is which was used afterwards as being cruel and unkind, is the stuff that you do today when everybody throws their weight around in your state and they don't pay tax and they're not really citizens. It's a harsh way of saying it. But this debate will come back over and over for the rest of the lives as long as you look back at apartheid as being... One thing only, and that's suppression of other people. But it was a minority sovereign said, fight a minority, understand that. A small minority. You can't say it's insignificant because they lost 30,000 women and children in a war. You can't say those graves are insignificant and you don't deserve your sovereignty. And they fought and stood by and went into a partnership with the English until they got independence, which is the Republican, uh, the Republic of South Africa in 48. You can, you can poo-poo all that as much as you want. It's not going to change a thing to how hard you will defend um, self-determination. That is the first thing we lost. But there you go, self-determination, i.e., with respect to you, I'm just, sorry, I'm just pulling on this point. You want things from the state to protect your culture. Cultures exist without the state. The state is there to ordinarily do a few things. Uh, uh, protecting culture is not one of them in the slightest. Oh, it is actually. So self-determ- self-determination well, have- exists outside of the state's sphere of influence, and it should. In my opinion. Oh, wonderful. Oh, you say it's an entire ministry. It's going to disappear an entire department because they should be taking off. Uh, everything about this country is about cultures and different cultures, and they are represented by languages as well. They're all different cultures. Sure. So um, I, don't, I don't quite know if that sits because if I'm forced to pay tax, the government should be forced to take care of all the, um, all the cultures. Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe according to what taxes we pay, because then we'll take care of our own, you know, then we'll get something back for our own universities, but that's not going to happen, is it? No, the, the government, um, it's the government's duty to take care of them. They don't have to favor anybody, but now they're favoring only the English, which is the fourth most spoken language in the country. I can't get the math. Right. Yes, but they're favoring English for, for a specific reason, because it's the, it's the global language of trade, other than Mandarin, which is coming soon, by the way, so, as far as I heard. <laughs> Which, which is what's wrong with that? I think it's great. I don't think I, th- you know, in an ideal situation, in an ideal society, is the one I envision. People will be free to attend whatever the fucking school they want, to be taught in whatever language they want, in, and the training and the textbooks yeah. will be done in whatever language they want as well. In an ideal but, society, yes. But we live in a state where nothing is ideal because a it's a dem- democracy with 
13 tribes living under one political framework. And that is not normal. That's not a normal state of affairs for people to live within uh, these borders. They have various different cultures. It's not normal to live under one political framework for so many different cultures. But I think we're doing all right. There's a fuck load of problems, and I know. But we're doing all right. Self-determination and international law, I don't have to defend it here. Um, every group should be allowed to govern themselves. Every group has the right to not be governed by other people, other cultures, and other languages. And um, I'm sorry that my culture is the only culture who, um, who screams for the enactment of that to give us a degree of independence at so least. What? Not completely folk start yet, but could we just have seven universities in Afrikaans? But make, yeah, but from the state, yeah, though, the state can't do anything free right. The state can't do anything right. See, they can't even keep the fucking lights on. No, I know that. No, well, no, you, no, I'm not like, relying on them too I'm much. I'm just for wondering just saying, why you have that expectation is, then. What is wrong? No, no, I can't let it go because that's what's called the standard. Even if you let go of it, I mean, the standard is that I expect that and I expect it for other people as well. And my culture... Is in a dire straits for this. We really need it. Um, we need our self determination. We will fight for it. We're sending people to the UN all the time to come back. What, and, what's and the end, what's the end result? If if things continue this way, you lose the battle. Um, just so I understand, because I, oh, I have like no immersement in this yeah. in in your fight. No. Um, so what is what is the end result in twenty, forty, fifty the years? The end time? result is that you lose a language, and a language is a way of knowing the world. It is devastating to lose even just one remote little Indian language in the Andes. Um, so no, um, I can't accept that. Firstly, it is my language. It'll make me very angry if we did. And but I also see what happens when I tour abroad because I meet Afrikaners everywhere. You know, about about a million of us have immigrated. So, so I'm very grateful to the ANC for being so, you know, goddamn pathetic because now I can tour the world and see Afrikaners almost every continent. And when I get there, I realize how tough it is to keep on speaking this language. And some people are fighting very hard to keep Afrikaans alive in their language, but it really, as a rule, disappears within a generation or two. But that's evolution, though. Yeah, it is evolution. That's evolution of society. I'm just saying it that gives you an idea of sure. why should it be happening in the country where Afrikaans is a bigger language than English. I mean, don't, Steve, don't get me wrong. I'm not fighting with you. I mean, I, I do think uh, if you're a proud Afrikaner and you want to speak Afrikaans and you want your institutions to be Afrikaans, I fully understand that and I get it. I just think asking the government to enforce that is naive, if I'm really honest. It, it's If you lose your strange. higher functions, which are partly subsidized, which should... For all, count for all languages. If you lose your higher function, you will become a kitchen language again, um, which is spoken on the street corners and nowhere else. And um, that is unfortunately the future and the fate of my language at the moment as things are standing. I don't know. Afrikaans culture is doing rather well. You've got, uh, I mean, you yourself, you sell yeah, out shows uh, every I week. Can't account, uh, you, we're both accounting for the present. I'm trying to account for the future. I know Afrikaans are doing well. It's brilliant. I'm very glad. Without the state. In spite of the state. Exactly. But that's how cultures are supposed to fucking thrive. No, I think the Afrikaans, I believe the Afrikaans culture and language is dying out. Um, we, uh, I'm an English, yeah. I'm an Afrikaans artist, a singer, and our shows are like full, and we've got 80,000 for Afrikaans. But isn't it amazing that it's the only way we can count our Afrikaners? We can't count them at universities. We can't count them in matric. We can't count them finishing uh, qualifications. We can't count them for those great Afrikaans medical faculties we had. We can't count them for the manuals we used to study in those. We can't count them in the law department and at, uh, you know, educational department. It's all gone. It's all gone. You've got to see that as well. It's very painful. Um, for me, it is very, very painful, the language debate. And you interpret that as genocide. I, I just want to yeah. get onto this genocide yeah, cultural, point. Because, um, well, let's call it cultural genocide I mean, because you nobody's were, bleeding yet. Yeah, because you were deep, 
platform from uh, was it the the Cape Town Press Club? Yeah. Um, and then you wrote. Well, you 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 gave your speech. You you no, released I your speech it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, there were some very interesting points in there um, on on that speech. But I, I think like. I'm not sure I fully agreed or understood where you were coming from on the genocide point. Well, um, and uh, please understand that I, I have just as much of a problem when, for example, black people will argue that they lived through a Holocaust and a genocide because yeah. um, apartheid was horrific in many ways. Genocide yeah. it was not. Um, so I think genocide is a very strong word. Hmm. Um, I, I think it's only happened a few times in well, history. I think you're the only one in this room. Yeah, well, we can your, probably find a Rwandan who also oh, right. we yeah, could yeah. argue. Um, so just explain to me your view on the genocide thing. It, uh, obviously, the far murder side comes into it as well. Um, and there's a lot of debate on that. You know, I, I want to discuss that. I'm trying to find the quote for the um, definition of the genocide that I'm following. That's the guy who coined the term genocide from the beginning. And if you think yeah, geno- it's early 1900s, genos- I think. If, gen- if you thought genocide is about the amount of people that die, you can have genocide without any blood flowing at all. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to find it now. It's out here somewhere. So, um, so a genos- uh, genocide will be an, in any uh, will be an oppression of any group. Um, of which the end purpose will be to wipe it out completely. Um, you only have to you only have to listen to the things that are said and the memes flying around in this country to know that we are the target at that stage of it. Um, white people as well. Don't, don't forget they also. Have it. So so if your idea of genocide is only what happened in the Second World War or with the Houthis and the Tutsis, you've only got half the definition. You've got to get the rest of the definition. Um, if you give me a second, I'll look it up for you just now, so that you can know that it's also culture. It's also where a culture is wiped out. But I think that's called ethnic cleansing. Um, also, there's a yeah okay. So, yeah. so, but genocide, I think, um, specifically relates to the death of people. No, no, it doesn't. cleansing refers to the culture, language. Genocide process. has got five um, tenets, okay, and only the, only one of them is is the physical annihilation. Let's get to okay. the physical annihilation. Sure. Um, the the countries of my forefathers, and I suppose your forefathers, if they are from Holland or Germany or England or Canada or France, um, France um, are. Two out of a hundred thousand murders per year. That is, that is, if you throw us into a crawl together and say kill each other, because we certainly will kill each other, and we will rape, because all cultures do it. We'll do it at that rate. Um, the world average is six out of a hundred thousand. South Africa is thirty-three or thirty. Let's make it thirty. Out of, I'm going to err on the conservative side because people say I overreact. Thirty out of a hundred thousand. Right. The um, Afrikaans farming community is now in 2016 in this month, I'm going to go for 150 out of 100,000. I'll tell you exactly how I get there. Because in these last few months, it's been 180, and the average for last year was 130. So I'm going to take something in the middle. 150 out of 100,000. That is 60 more than the most violent country in the world, which is Uruguay, Paraguay, Colombia, Colombia the, drug, the drug nations. Um, Cape Town, for instance, is 60 out of 100,000. That makes it the most murderous city on this continent and the 10th most murderous city in the world. So I'm just giving you an idea. So sure. there's a certain, only a certain group, it's not the Afrikaner, there's a certain group, predominantly, they are Afrikaners, by the way, these farmers. Um, I would say probably about 90% of them are. I'm making a wild guess here, it could be more. Of, of that 90% are dying at 158 out of 100,000. If you are only counting liters of blood, that will qualify for genocide. Let's not even start with the language marginalization, the cultural marginalization, the the education, um, the fact that you can't. 
promise. You know what it's, what it's like to be a white father in this country? You cannot speak to your children, get them around a table and say, so what do you, what do you want to become one day? Like my father used to. Um, what do you want to do with your life? You don't have that. In fact, if you're not, if you're not getting out of here soon, there's probably nothing to do because you're not going to be able to study in your language. Okay. But if, if we, if we look at the definition of genocide, which I looked at a few weeks ago, I believe there was, there needs to be an intention behind it. Someone or some organization or some Like someone's going to take your blood and write against the wall, white bitch No, no, someone has to run uh, Someone has to plan it, so to speak So there's a plan, right? Afrikaners But a plan they, can also be an omission It can also be just closing your eyes when it's happening okay. When you beg the government to do something When they take away, for your begging, all you get They take away the commandos so, And it increases <clears throat> Yeah, yeah That's I mean, planned look, enough I, for me I mean, I would say that there's, there's this Clearly from what you're saying In terms of those statistics There's a farm murder problem I don't jump to the genocide, and and the yeah. only reason I don't don't do that, and and I, respectfully, I think it hurts your argument, because the thing is, is absolutely there seems to be a problem of murdering farmers. Yeah. Is there a coordinated plan, um, which is my understanding as well of genocide, yeah. Yeah. a coordinated plan to go after specific people who happen to be farmers, um, with that with that intention? Yeah, I, is there- I don't think I don't think so. I think there is. Um, a, a lack of policing, certainly, probably in those areas, yeah. and uh, non-interest from government, probably, um, to help. How, uh, how is that not enough for you? Is there a clandestine department organised to genocidally wipe out Afrikaners? No. Is there a president who stands up and says it's Jan van Riebeek's fault and all the people who are from Jan van Riebeek? It's his fault. He's the reason why we are. It's white people. It's when you in, when you have um, four, five, 114 extra race laws. Mm. 114 extra. That means 114 more race laws than during apartheid in the new South Africa. You have BEE, you have preferential procurement, you have affirmative action, you have quotas, you have uh, representativity, all based on skin, which is just another way of saying we're going to make policy that your kids cannot stay in this country. We're going to make policy. How is that not part of it? We will make one group yeah. look so bad that when a murderer walks in there, he'll say, I can, of course, steal your cell phone and your television. But guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to tie you up and I'm going to have a little bit of fun. I even have a nice song to sing while I'm doing this. It's a song by Julius Malema. It says, kill the Buddha, rapist. Then I'm going to take an iron. I'm going to burn some people. I'm going to uh, tie the fathers down. They do it for six hours. I've sat in court holding the hands of these 17-year-old girls who were raped like that. It is just the the only way to describe it is not the amount, the quantity of murder. It is the quality of the murder. It is a kind of brutality you only get during genocide. So let me just quickly, in conclusion, ask you, just imagine if you give me leeway with my definition, which you don't like. Yeah. And everybody comes and they overreact. And they make us strong and they send in the police there and they make us a secure nation. That is what I will get for the overreaction. Let's say you are right and I am wrong and we shouldn't overreact. I think we should underreact a little. You will get what you're getting at the moment. You'll get the status quo and the farm murders will increase every year like it's doing at the moment. So give me then, if you're not going to allow my genocide, give me the benefit of the, fa- of the fact that it will get worse if we don't overreact. But, but I do think you, you leave yourself up for, for attacks if you, if you use the wrong term to define it. 
Yeah, uh, no, according to you. Genocide does not necessarily mean the immediate destruction of a nation, except when accomplished by mass killings of all members of a nation. It's intended rather to signify a coordinated plan of different actions aiming at the destruction of essential foundations of the life of national groups, with the aim of annihilating the group themselves. The objective of such a plan would be the disintegration of the political and social institutions of culture, language, national feelings, religion, and the economic existence of national groups, and the destruction of the personal security, liberty, health, dignity, and even the lives of the individuals belonging to such groups. So why is that? There, is the gentleman? His so, name is Lemkin. So do you think there's a genocide against black people because they're the biggest uh, victims of crime? Uh, perpetrators as well, I'm sure, due to numbers. But um, you know, I I would dare say, uh, I don't know about all the other tenants. I haven't looked at it like that, but I would dare say, with our kind of mortality murder rate, yes, yeah, I think the whole country. Oh, really? I think we are okay. being wiped out. Um, what people don't like me for is that I blame black perpetrators predominantly for it. And then they get Oscar Pedori and say, look, yeah, but there's a white guy who committed a murder. How can you say that? But that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying en masse. I mean, I think pro rata, I do think most perpetrators will be black. I mean, just, just based on the population numbers. 80, 85% of the country. No, yeah. no, do you think we ever mention any of these things without going pro rata? Of course we do that. Why do, why do I use it out of 100,000? I don't know. I'm not saying you're wrong. What we don't I'm saying people attacking you for saying that. Yeah. It seems a bit, it seems a bit weird. Well, everything is pro rata. I'm not stupid. I know we're a small minority, but minorities go first in a country with, um, 30 out of 100,000 murders. Okay, but here's another thing though. Um, so there's no real plan from the state. Okay, for you there is. There's no department you, sitting down with pens no, and papers yeah, writing out a plan, but right. they don't you, have you, to. You think it's an act of omission? You, yeah. You think it's an act of omission that creates the plan? Except for the actions that are taken, except for the things that are said, the things that are hanging around there, that the president, that I've just quoted the president, I've just quoted Julius Malema, you can quote over and over once a month for the thing that he's saying. That makes it okay out there to not just take the TV, but to rape them for six hours. And, and, and I mean, in your look, we don't know. We we really don't know. But your experience, you think that the individual perpetrators are using that as an excuse? Yeah, they, they are hearing that and 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 almost acting on it. Absolutely. I, I if your I, leaders monthly say it is okay to kill white people, it is okay that they are the um, scapegoats for just about anything that has gone wrong. Even twenty two years later. You, it is the green door for you. Why would you not? Please don't tell me that they're doing it for socioeconomic reasons and they're doing it because they're poor. Not, That'll not, really upset me. Not because they're poor. Not because they're poor. But arguably, a, a argument I've heard is that, well, arguably the, the farmer would be the richest person within that geographical area. So it's an easy target. So it is poverty. No, no, no. Not because would they're you say poor. it's greed? Yeah, no. People are greedy. Right? I'd say it's envy. Um, no, I, I, well, I don't think it's envy. It is envy. I he probably just said it's the richest guy in the terror in the no, area, so why not go for him? Well, look, we also have a, we, we have a, a, a sort of problem in South Africa in that, because I don't, I don't buy the socioeconomic argument around, around crime either. Yeah. Um, Ethiopia is a very poor country and, and they, they don't have do that. Yeah, very low crime levels. Yeah, but they're all equally um, poor though. Um, They'll yeah. find somebody. Well, you can find. You can, <laughs> you can find, find somebody. <laughs> you can find equivalent countries where the I mean, crime yeah, is. Lots, yeah. of, lots of poor people um, are not murderers. And, we, and we've uh, got a, please, my culture is an example of that. When we were completely wiped but, out but, but during Steve, the Anglo World War, we didn't go is out. It, is there not a? Is there not a? I'm not justifying. I'm just trying to say there was 50 years, and I, I don't buy the 400 years argument either. But there was at least 40 years or whatever it was of persecution of black people. Right. Um, uh, not the figures don't say that. The figures don't. What do you mean? That. I mean, there was apartheid for forty years, right? Yeah, there was apartheid. Yeah. Okay, so there was a system that wasn't nice to black people. 
Yes, I agree on that. Okay, and and so some black people kind of have moved on from it. And I, I do you? I mean, do you buy that some South Africans are kind of like over themselves? And for the most part, we go to the shops and shop at Woolies together, and we get on. And when it goes well, or do well. we deep yeah, down inside well. still hate each other? Yeah. I mean, what's your view? I agree. You think we deep down I hate each other? We're, we're more racially uh, than ever, uh, really racist than ever. We we just don't like each other. Okay, because the data doesn't say that. I mean, you know, like as a South African Institute of Race, Race Relations, um, and look, it's polling data. So once yeah. again, polling yeah. data. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Will we ever believe polling data? Yeah. I mean, guys, we love polls. Guys, to quote our favourite philosopher, it's 2016. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's my favourite philosopher. Excuse you. We've, we've adopted yeah. him. No, no. Listen, oh, um, are you asking me? Uh, yeah, uh, so you're asking me, is racism a problem? Of course, it's a problem, and it's an increasing problem. So, is it the biggest problem in the country? Not by a long shot at all. Okay, not according so, to Afrobarometer, so, and not according. To the Institute of so, Security Studies. Okay, all right. So you don't think it charts as a big problem, but you do think that individuals have a large issue. But I'm just trying to understand if, yeah. if, if there were 40 years of apartheid, it wasn't the nicest time to be a black person. Um, and some of those black people are now kind of being told, well, yes, by leaders, you are owed, your land was stolen from you, things like yeah. this. Yeah. So in, in, in some way, you're entitled to X, Y, or Z. Um, and these guys are still have nothing or very little or whatever. So they feel that they're entitled to yeah. that. And they happen to be also criminals in syndicates, right? Yeah. Because that's what they do as a job because yeah. the criminals are actually, that's what they, yeah. that's their job. Um, then once they're in the action of that crime, that anger of that sort of 40 years of persecution, um, be it them themselves, because I don't think it is them themselves, because they've got 30 year olds committing mm. these crimes. Mm. Um, but certainly they grew up with parents who had had tough yeah, lives. That's prevailing. Is that, is that, I'm, not, I'm not trying to justify yeah. what these people do. I'm not trying to justify rape or murder. Yeah. I'm just trying to say, is there some sort of explanation there that you would buy into? Accept. No. I don't accept that explanation. Um, you have to fall for many years of black consciousness propaganda, believe any of that. Um, you have to just go check those mortality rates again. Um, I think we lost more black on, black on South African lives in the first four years of the new South Africa than during the four decades of the, of the very cruel regime you just mentioned. There's also one thing that we never do in South Africa is during this period of white rule, you can go from the beginning of the 20th century, um, the, the black in South Africa has always compared his income to what he saw around him, what those damn colonials and what those whites were owning. They were never looking outside the borders of this country, comparing their income and life and life expectancy to the neighboring countries, to the other South Saharan countries and to the other African countries. That, we don't have any, I don't think we have any statistics for that, any math that proves anything different. So you're going to have to, I would, I would have to reassess the whole thing, but also from our point of view. Um, don't forget that we were a minority state. Uh, we were a legit minority state. We have the graves and the contracts also with black leaders to prove it was a minority state. You can't throw away your, your weight in our state. Um, then came Pavut and said, listen, we'll even give you your traditional land back. Go stand there and do your own thing. Um, we could be JVs. We could still work. Nobody accepted that because, strangely, everybody who didn't accept it is doing it right now. Closing borders. Going pro-national. Um, um, doing conclaving and withdrawing into their groups and, and raising walls. Isn't that a strange thing? The very same countries that, sub, that subsidized the entire anti-apartheid movement is now dividing the world. Thoughts? So, w without being too trite on my side, are you, do you suggest apartheid was a sort of factor, not, not civilization, but you think it was actually quite good? 
for the people within it? Because I think it was bad for everyone in it. No, I, I think it. I think aspects of apartheid was unforgivable, okay. and I think lots of it was brilliant. Okay. I think um, under, under circumstances of of for a for a minor, yeah, well, okay, um, I would say that any human rights transgression under any circumstances for me would be a no go area. So, like, although the, they did, the, death, the death of Steve Biko just that for is a human rights. That was a human rights and, transgression. And what about freedom of movement? Or the forced eviction in somebody else's country? No, 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 no. that is not a human no, no, rights transgression. No, no, but black you need a passport black to walk people, around Paris. Sure, but black people being able to move in their own country in their own country, but they could move in their own country all they want. They just didn't want their own countries. It was too much fun on this side of the border. It seems to me. Yeah, but the, but let me just look at some of the transgressions of apartheid. Uh, the Steve, right. Steve Biko for me was a human rights transgression in anybody's country and in anybody's language. Sure, um, Sharpeville for me was not a human rights transgression. Why? Because if you are two hundred police. And coming down the road are 9,000 youth with traditional weapons and guns going off. Somebody is going to get hurt. I feel the same about Marikana, unfortunately. Um, if it's that unstable. But when four bullies, white bullies, grab one guy and beat him to death in a prison cell and his hands are tied, that is a human rights transgression. I detest that. And if it's with all my people who did it, I detest that. I detest what happened in the court case today where two white guys – Assaulted a guy or put a guy in a coffin. What, what, what kind of? Why would you want to piss on your own veranda <laughs> this way? Yeah, so no, I'm not blind. I'm not savagery. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not crazy, blind, and completely in, in, uh, uh, partial to what's going on here. But um, we are not going to have these discussions. And we're certainly not going to solve the things if we don't sit together and have consensual definitions for what exactly do you mean when you see apartheid? Because if you ask me, I see a completely different thing. Very soon, what I'm saying right now will what be criminalized. Was, they can lock me up for what I'm saying. What was good? What was good? I mean, so uh, we, okay, we've discussed oh, something. Where do you want to begin? Thing. Let's start with Life expectancy. Life expectancy shooting through the roof or at least reaching uh, international levels only during apartheid. Only during white rule. So I don't um, have those figures, there. but are those please, that for the entire population? Well, but, how so would we know? Population Why would apartheid want to count other people's mortality rates and black-on-black murders out there if, if they didn't so see other people white, as, as for citizens? The population. For the white population. Uh, so, so, so blacks weren't citizens of the country. No, they weren't. They were subjects. So That's is, why you had to have a passport. So, is that what you meant by that tweet that got into trouble a few years ago, when you said blacks want black stars repartate first, or they wanted it first, or uh, something like to that effect? No, mine was more psychological. It was also an observation of a very distant past. Yeah. It was a European civilization clashing with an African civilization. And um, if you were the stronger one, which they were, the West, and you could conquer it, which in an age of conquest you should, um, and you liked it, you would embrace it. If you didn't like it, you would build a wall. Yeah. So, so whose fault is it? Whose fault is it if two, of, if two guys walk up to each other and you like me and I don't like you? Whose fault is it? Why is it only one person's fault? Why is it only one person's fault? Yeah. Let's say I perceive what you do there is picking your nose. And, okay. uh, ladies and gentlemen, he's not picking his nose. Let's say I yeah. perceive what you're doing is picking your nose. Sure. And I decide to walk away from you and you can't work it out and you stop following me. You say, come on, what's going on? Come on, what's going on? Who is really responsible for the, for the dismay? You know? So, who really is responsible for the war? I decide that what you are doing here is probably not going to help us. We could use lots of things. We could use numbers and exp- we can exploit you, salaries. We can bring you in for the mines. 
But apart from that, there's nothing that you can do to make our culture better or our collective habit or the thing we bought from wherever we bought it. Let's say Europe if we go far back, far enough. Um, and you still have that question today. Yes, you can decolonize the university, but what are you going to replace it? Same thing. But, okay, so you've got great life expectancy, for example. You've got good universities. You've got, you've got all these things that happen in apartheid for the white The third uh, richest country in the world with the top 10 um, army in the uh, defense force in the world. That's all pretty good for Africa. Yeah, okay, okay. so, so you've got all these things yeah, but, uh, for, but, a, for yeah. a minority so, population. So did, so did, you know, Nazi Germany, National Socialism loves that sort of shit. The army. And, yeah, and they were, and they were economically strong as well. Uh, yeah, but, but it's, when but, it counted, but it's, it's in an it's age just, of conquest the, that counted. But it's just a by well, sounds ridiculous. World, ridiculous World, now. World War Two wasn't the age of conquest. Say again. World War Two wasn't the age of conquest. Yeah, yeah right. Was, what was it? <laughs> well, you could still invade. Was, you could still invade other okay, countries. We just don't do man, it anymore. One man thought it was the age of conquest. Yeah, one, and you got one man. Down. Yeah, exactly. Eventually, <laughs> well, he had to be conquered. I'm afraid. Um, okay. So you've got all these things, these uh, metrics, which you interpreting as, as good things. And, I, and they and, are and good please, things. I'm trying to do them in, con- on, in, 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 in contest, uh, con- uh, text, but um, I am not the greatest guy to get out onto platforms to defend apartheid. I'm just not good at that. I'm the guy who voted yes for the new South Africa. When they said we're going to do it, I stood in front of the queue. I was one of those Afrikaners. Um, my culture hated me for doing that. Um, and uh, today I understand them as well because I, I was – 22 years old when I voted yes for the new South Africa. But I thought, it's not bad. We've all got sins. We all hate each other. We've all done something wrong or we, we, um, we yeah. didn't do something. Why don't we just break but, even and start again? But I would but, buy all of these, these metrics, which, which show apartheid was so great. If they weren't using these subjects to make them happen. So you, you can say there was a great life expectancy. Well, yeah, because it was very easy to, um, for example, run good hospitals with, with staff who you didn't have to pay very much and, and, and all that stuff. So you could have three, three to one compared to uh, an international um, compatriot who only had one to one. Um, you, you know, this is the, this is the, the, the problem with that. I, I, I think that but if, it's but if, very clear to me. I agree. Apartheid was a good time for a small, a small group, group of, of people. people. And, and I, I agree with Ramon actually more so that actually uh, post-apartheid is a better time for most people in South Africa. Um, yeah. even, even your community, by the way, economically have done better since apartheid yeah. um, than, than, than Except they, for the extra 400,000 squatters and the 52 squatter camps all over the country, exclusively white squatter camps. Uh, I don't think they will agree with that. Which, but yes, which is, which is I would say percentage? so. Also the 1.5, 1.5 Immigrants, 1.5 million immigrants, of which probably what, 800,000 maybe were Afrikaners? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's neither here nor there. But you've got to keep telling them that you have sacrificed self-rule. The, and you thought you are going to share power and you got zilch. In fact, you've just lost your last university. The, the, the thing is, is that all that would be fine if you'd built the wall. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you built the wall and you said, right, well, here's South Africa and it's a, it's a white country and you can have whatever lands you've, you've got. Um, and that, those are black countries and you can stay in your lands and we'll stay in our lands. But that's not how it worked. You know, it, it worked with this is our land and you will kind of work for us, which and that all those metrics that you're interpreting as good things only existed because of almost will, a slavery type system. That's exactly what I'm trying to get to is you will work for us is slavery. So you so, will work for us for nothing. So for no the, pay is slavery if as the well. Good that comes out of something comes out of, Pure evil. <laughs> How no, can we describe it as good? Life expectancy but, increased, but what a shit life to lead, right? Under the political system. 
compared to the whites and compared to the people in Zimbabwe maybe or right, at the, the time, Congo yeah. at the time at the, at the time yeah but the also Congo was Rhodesia at the time yes at Rhodesia at the time no, but, but, but it had its own problems at that stage but, sure. but but no I'm not I'm not I'm not buying the the big evil thing I think Hendrik Favut like Tabu Mbeki said, this is a very, very unique situation for a country. And Henrik Voot had that very unique problem, is what exactly are you going to do here? Um, we're not going to walk in here and shoot everybody. It's not what he was going to do ever. What we are going to do is we're going to say, listen, we'll give you your traditional uh, lands and countries. It is uh, 95% of that traditional land is in the most fruitful, um, of fruitful vegetation of the country. You'll have the best part of rainfall. Um, it's traditionally yours. You know it's yours. We will help you. Erect, do your own, make your own country. Be self, be, uh, be practice self determination, which is something the Afrikaner is asking for today. Even, even like you've sketched this grand atmosphere that we're living in, we still want self determination. Um, we offered that to other people. Uh, I'm saying we, like I was there. Uh, we offered it to other people, and they didn't accept it. So, so around about the same time that they've got all the stuff so brought to revolt. So, so your basic premise is: South Africa was um, at the time. Solely run for Afrikaans people. I'm just trying to to distill white white people. White people, mm-hmm. yes, white people. So black South Africans, in air quotes, were not real citizens of the country. Yeah, I think it's described like that. Okay, and were, I think they were known as subjects. That's yeah. Why the passport? Okay, sure. Um, uh, not the passport. The the pass. Uh, yeah, the pass laws. Yeah. Yes, but they had land given to them by the state to practice self determination. So morally, you don't find any issue with with that. I'm not talking about. I, I would Steve I'm not talking about all that sort yeah, of shit. I'm just yeah. talking about at a practical political level. No, no, I don't find. You don't find any with problem that. with that. But that's assuming black people aren't from South Africa. But, right? but no, nobody is from which gets South us, Africa. Which, which gets us to the land issue. I mean, yeah, you, you yeah, said right. it, you've said a couple of times, you know, we gave them, you know, we gave them X number, 90%, 95%, whatever it is. Mm. Uh, that's the assumption that it's… Of the traditional it's, it's, land that used to belong to them anyway, that, if okay. they wanted. Today, the, those lands are still in trust, by the way. The, They're still in trust. Oh, yeah. And there's a fuck up, but we know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the assumption that it, it was the apartheid government's you, to give. Uh, was it? No, no. no I, I yeah, it, it was. I get it. It was because there was a there was an Anglo-Boer war um, against the the, the the English, obviously, and and at the end of that, in 1904, I think they got together the peace treaty of Vienna. Guess who wasn't even invited to the peace treaty of Vienna? Not because they weren't there, not because they were outshining everybody in numbers. They weren't there because they were politically, economically, and militarily insignificant. The black people weren't there. The black folk weren't there. Now they claim it as, they call it the South African War, and they call it the Great War, but it wasn't. It was the Anglo-Boer War. It was the Queen, and it was Paul Kruger, and they declared war against each other. Those are the two nations, the races, if you want, in those days. They declared war against each other. And when there was a victory, um, that's it. You took the country. If you didn't like that, why didn't you do what the English did, or what the, Afri- what the Boers did? It's the age of conquest. You go out there and attack them. But they couldn't. They weren't strong enough. Doesn't say they didn't they didn't uh, conquer some people and didn't, weren't victorious in certain battles. We know they were, and they were very brave fighters, but they just didn't have the technology. Right. So, so it was the age of conquest. The Afrikaners won, or the Boers won at the time. And no, they didn't. <laughs> they lost. Well, okay. Well, after the treaty, okay. Yeah, uh, there was a kind of a union. We became a union, and it was the whites who kind of right, had their own the whites, party, and they moved sure, on from there. Controlled everything. Yeah. Um, you could you could revolt right there and say, "Come on, you can't take Kwazulu Natal. It's ours." And you saying they, they didn't, didn't, therefore what? Therefore, that's the question. Why didn't they? 
I have no idea. I don't know. But not revolting doesn't mean, okay, you yeah. get to kind of rule over me and tell me where I can sort of drive my car. Yeah, silence, not consent. <laughs> Later on, when those things became important for the First Nations of this continent, it was wrong. But back then, it didn't. They, they were gravitating <laughs> towards these industrialized um, uh, nations. That's what they did. You could stay out there, but they, they didn't. I mean, they wanted to, um, but there was. I mean, Steve, there was huge dispossession of 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 black people in the country. And don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not one of these people who's like, you know, give back the land. I I, I really don't buy into this whole argument. I think I think there are, you know, there are some um, decent uh, claims, but I think they're in the minority. And I, I I think, frankly, you know, the things that Julius Malema says has said recently, and and that kind of stuff, it's all crap. But but. Oh, hate speech. We, we, you know, we, 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 the black people, black people were dispossessed. Then, then they, why do you think? Yeah. Then the, why do you hold think? Hold on. Yeah. Malema is speaking crap. Well, you be, either believe it or you don't. No, if you no, don't, because, you're going to defend it. Because I think, I think the, it's not, a, it's not a, it's not a, well, it's not a black or white thing. <laughs> Excuse the pun. Um, I think that you, you, there was a period where, you know, white people had good access to housing, good access to water, electricity, healthcare. A period. There were eons. There were millennia of it. That's why I'm saying black people are blaming the wrong people. They're bl- they should be blaming their own ancestors. The own ancestors, to use the awful word, were paralyzed in the face of the rest of the planet. So by the time the rest of the planet reached this continent, I'm so sorry. Um, there was no other way. You came from the mountains and you gravitated towards the city and you urbanized and you went to work there because it looked better. Sometimes, even if you worked for free, it was still a better option sure, than but where then you why, came from. So, but, so, but then why make a guy, he comes to the city, why can't he sit on the same bench as a white guy? Yeah, yeah. Clean up, clean up out there. Yeah, no, I must say. I've, you know, the most I ridiculous mean, part of apartheid is clean up apartheid where I can't swim in the same. I, I don't get that at all. Yeah, no, I mean, if, if the black guy buys into your, into your no, thing, great, he comes to your city and he says, great, I want to be part of your system. I want to be part of your system. And all your system does is you goes is you can be part of the system but only to the like level two out of ten you'll That's never right. get above that so why don't we all go to france and see if we can throw a weight around there as well they won't you'll be a second-class citizen you'll be a subject but for that'll a very be long just, time before be they accept ju- you just as wrong no no it's not exactly how it's run today that's the way it's run today but you're giving a you lot just of authority don't walk to the into you're giving a hell of a lot of authority to the state steve i'm I am giving authority to – yeah, but we're speaking of history. We're speaking in context. Sure. No, Don't forget absolutely. That. We, absolutely. We're trying to verbalize what we think other people thought uh, 50, 60 to 100 years ago. Yeah. And um, yeah, you're right. They had a lot of um, power. But let's make it so, – so morality doesn't come into the equation for you? No. None no, whatsoever. So. No. so it's history. Unless, unless like we've mentioned, the human rights transgression like that. Yeah. So, so – No, I, I believe that um, – I believe that in, in time – um, we will be confronted with the same problems as someone like Favut, and we will be forced to take the same measures, uh, uh, consider the same measures, and I'm afraid it's going to happen to other countries before us because it's already it's already out there. People are already going, oh, yeah, all right, they're already here, they've been here for quite a while, what are we going to do now? They're going to be confronted with the same thing. Isn't it amazing that um, they have to do the same divisive measures in other countries right now? Well, only if you believe in progress, which I don't. Uh, the human animal remains the same, right? Uh, That's interesting. Culture always trumps uh, everything else. Uh, Jonathan, it is a bit, Jonathan, is a bit psychic. Jonathan it's circular. In, uh, I believe in progress. Yeah, he believes in progress. Yes, great. Medicine is better, but we're still animals at the end of it. We're still, okay, animals, primates. You know, we still, we still believe. I'm going to uh, doubt that for the first time see. in my life. 
<laughs> at this old age, I'm not too sure. As long as you don't I do believe some that, people are primates and some aren't, because that's that is not progress. <laughs> no, that's fucking racist. Yeah, no, no, but I, I've, I've never okay. cared to call other people or other groups. All right. All right, I don't, I don't care for that debate. We, I don't we, like to do it. You know, it's, we disagree on the past a little bit on, on well, quite a bit on everything. Um, we yeah. disagree on the past. Fine. Yeah. I agreed um, with your your um, point of view for twenty years. Um, I think I think I read all that post-apartheid um, and apartheid literature. Um, I was a student of it, but I'm afraid that was half the story. And now that I've read it all. This side and that side's arguments. I am where you are right now and what you've said right now. Maybe it's a bit vague. Maybe we just need to get, uh, okay. get in there again. I want to know how we fix it because you're here. You're, you're, you're in the country. Okay. Mm. You're not going anywhere. Um, you've got kids in the country who assumptively are growing up and have their dreams and, and, and their ambitions. Mm. Um, yes, I know you, you obviously want, um, you know, to protect your Afrikaans heritage and culture. Um, but there are pragmatic realities to the countries. I'm not saying that doesn't mean you can, you, that means you can't protect um, all of, all of the things you're trying to protect. I'm, I'm trying to understand. We've got you trying to protect that. We've got Julius Malema saying things like, um, we're not going to slaughter white people yet. Um, we've got, um, you know, other, other sort of people, including our presidents, making comments about land and, and making things about, you know, from Van Rivik onwards and, and people being dispossessed in that mm. sense and, mm. and which, which that I don't, I don't buy into. Um, the, the, the thing is we have to move forward. Okay. So, um, what's your, what's your plan on how we move forward? Oh, oh, please. I'm, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm 50 years and older. And please allow me my cynicism, but we can't fix this. That's how I feel this week, and hopefully a month from now you'll phone me and I'll be Mr. Optimistic, but um, we can't fix it. Um, when my speech was was banned from the press club, yeah. I knew we won't be able to fix this because we can't speak. And if people like me's lexicon is criminalized, and I can't say that, and I can't – liberals come with me with a long list of things I'm not allowed to say. Hey, I've got to tell you this. Please tell me that I'm going out of my mind. Is it possible that for the first time left and right switched places in America? Because the group that is always the daring, pioneering one growing out there, going for progress, um, should be the ones – Voting not for keeping a third term the same, keeping everything the same, keeping Hillary, keeping a bar- they did that. Well, I think the left and right tradition they've horseshoot. So what they've done, I think so, is that the far left and the far right are basically touching each so, other. I think that thing um, Be- because me, who's seen as the Republican or the conservative, we've got a beautiful word in Afrikaans called the Behodendus. I can't translate it, but you know what I mean. So. Um, w- I, I am the one who's confronted by the liberals with a long list of things that I'm not allowed to say in order for me to get my point across. Yeah. How the hell is that possible? Well, they're wrong, Steve. That's why they I'm, are wrong. But that's why things like this can exist. I think you, you mistake, not mistaken, you, you, you're thinking it's the state doing it where it's actually just the, the culture. You are it. wrong. You can record this and put it out on Twitter and I will go to prison, not you, uh, maybe you as well, um, <laughs> for the things that you've said here. You, you can't ignore. This is not an island. We, the we state is out there listening to us right now. We haven't said one thing that is hateful. I found one thing right with apartheid. <laughs> Someone will crucify me for that. I found a lot of things wrong with apartheid as well, well but it doesn't count. Some things were right with apartheid. They made like a, they made great monuments. But you know? don't you think we've sat here for over an hour and we've had a conversation in which we've disagreed, right? Yeah. And we've got fundamentally different views on certain things. Yeah. Um, 
and nothing bad has happened. No. I think it's called just being normal, Jonathan. Absolutely. Why, why are you so surprised when this happens? What are you expecting? Steve to shoot us? No, please. <laughs> no, I'm just making, I'm, making, I'm making the point that you're saying it's a, a, apocalyptic that the press club didn't allow you to speak. And I do think it's a problem. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I'm also saying that there, there, there are platforms where things are happening. There is the progress that you want to see happening. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe moving back to the conclaves, maybe the, the nationalisms will be good again. Um, everybody will take up their little space. It may be a virtual space in the future. And we will learn again uh, respect, respect for the other person's stance, maybe. Um, that respect, uh, I don't refer to, you know, enticing uh, violence. It's got nothing to do with hate speech, I suppose. So I'm, I suppose, I suppose three steps back and then starting again. Um, I really hoped for a break even point in 1994. I suppose that was my idealist student vibe at that stage. Um, and I, I've written that on my stomach since I'm extremely, um, uh, pessimistic at this stage. So please don't ask me nice things about the future. Let's see if we survive the credit crunch and let's see, uh, or the credit rating and, Let's see if, if my campaign, which is the farm, is, is better this year than last year. Yeah, I, I think you, you, you mistake a, a poor government with its, its people who voted it in. And I do see, I, I do see correlation, right? But That's a great generalization. Absolutely. I blame, all, I blame blacks for being the majority of people who are keeping in power that government you just mentioned. Right. That's a generalization. Right. But, uh, okay, if you make that blame, do you give that credit when something right happens because of that majority? So, well, if, if there are more right things happen than wrong well, things, in 2019, I'll, if, gladly, if, I'll if, gladly um, credit the. If the power NC reverses in 2019, you know, you've got to credit that same group. I've got to credit the majority group. I will. Yeah, sure. Well, not not just for voting it for if that if that administration succeeds, I will credit them. No compliments from my side until something happens. I mean, we don't we don't have the white people to thank for the DA running Johannesburg and Pretoria now. Yeah, that's uh, entirely up to well, certainly there are white people involved in that process, yeah. but that's up to a majority black vote. Yeah, it will be. I mean, I don't and I will credit them. Don't you think we're becoming a bit more democratic? Like people actually have to think about who they're going to vote for. No, I'm a bit nervous about freedom of expression, um, press freedom. I am a bit worried. We're saying all these things and we're trying to be optimistic, but we know what's happening on the left-hand side here. They'll do anything to stop any of this conversation. Yeah, but they, yeah. but they can't, so fuck them. I mean, personally, the hate speech bill should come in just for four months to jail comedians. <laughs> it's going to happen. And then, and then, we're going to run out of comedians, have no reason to laugh anymore, and then we're going to just let them come out. No, no, but the world will be, free. The world well, will they be funnier. They don't make us laugh in the first place. The world will be funnier if they go to prison. That's my uh, South African comedians. I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. You see, the majority you see, of we them. have. We you have, tell me that does have a Chester Missing is yeah, Chester Missing is going to go as well. Uh, oh, that'll be so great. Well, said, Although I he said, wasn't funny in jail com- or I out of jail. Comedians, not comedians, so, not yeah, yeah, sociopaths, yeah, yeah. Not, com- <laughs> not commentators. Yes. All right. Yeah, great. we agree on that. We agree on that one. Fantastic. I don't know, Steve. I don't know. Like I've, I've. So are you telling me you're optimistic and I'm, you see progress? I am a nihilist. I don't think there's, there's purpose in life. You are a? a nihilist. Yes. I'm a, there's, there's you know no, that a libertarian is basically organized anarchy, isn't it? I'm an anarchist. Uh, I know that. Anarchist uh, nihilist. I, I don't think there's any purpose in life whatsoever. I do think I, I don't trust people in general. I think most people are dumb and stupid. Um, and that's cool. 
I share the world with them. We get along. I, I'm not deeply patronizing in any way sometimes. That was. <laughs> <laughs> but the more I speak to people, the more, the less patronizing I become to people, the less stupid I think people are. I think, I think people do have a lot of consideration for what they think and what they do. And, um, we need to acknowledge that. For example, ANC voters. Some people still believe, you know, in, in what the ANC stood for. They still think they can change. There's many reasons why someone will vote the ANC. Hmm. They're not voting the ANC so Zuma can plunder. Hmm. Right? So to, to, to blame everyone for that, I sort of see your point, but it's, it's, it's generalizing. And you said you generalize. Not, cool. not to plunder directly. To be well, mitigating towards plunder. To how softly, um, a wall jumper can land on my lawn. Somebody writes the policy to make that landing softly that I can't shoot him because I have to talk to him first and see what his intentions are. He doesn't come with a placard, by the way. He just runs into your bedroom and you've got to go, that, that guy was right. Roman was right. This guy is actually a good guy. Oh, that, that's a huge generalization of what I just said. Oh, I love generalization. I think that's a straw man of note. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's good. It's good that you are like that. And, um, we, we know that you appreciate the liberal space that you occupy. Do you as liberally hand out the rights to the other people that you don't like to practice their little thing? Mine, mine, mine may be the opposite of yours. Mine will, oh, I absolutely. don't suppose you are a nationalist because I'm a nationalist, but I'm a folks nationalist. I'm an anarchist, mate. Anarchist. So, I don't believe in anything. But we more. should both give each other the space then to, you f- to listen, do that. Steve, thing. Steve, I fully accept you to believe whatever you want to believe in any way whatsoever you want. I support Julius's right to say what he says. I support your right to say what you say. Even if it's, even if it's contrary to the Constitution. Absolutely. Because he can say anything he wants except no. two things so, according to the Constitution. Yeah. Enticement to... Uh, sure. Uh, yes, enticement to violence. Violence? With, no, but it has to, it has to be, be imminent. imminent. So it, it's not just... So what he said recently... I actually, I, I, I don't like, I have a problem with it, but I actually defend his right to say it. because. But you don't think it is imminent in the most murderous country in the world? No. Or the eighth most murderous country in the most rape, the rape figure, the rape capital of the world. It's okay. Well, it's well no, because... You don't see a connection between the two at all. You're right. I can't in a court blame him for a rape that happens in Redisburg when he's speaking at Bloemfontein. But um, those are our leaders and they're allowed to get away with it. But only because the media is so shit. I mean, come on. If the you media said, is terrible. They if, haven't said a word about that. Exactly. If you said those Slaughtering things, us just Steve, yet. You, would, you would be in prison. Yeah. Right? Or a slap with a huge fine. And we know that. And the media's shit and the government's policy and the way it enforces its I policy. I'm going to come visit you guys more often. Awful. I love this space. But it's, not, but it's not because the government is intentionally. They're just fucking awful in every single way. And you, I think you ascribe so hypocritical. much. And I think you ascribe like so much vindictiveness to a state that really doesn't care about you or me or what or anyone else. No, I know you're an anarchist, anarchist, but if we allow that much anarchy with a government, that's much uselessness. When it actually anarchy starts breaking, not, anarchy breaking, not chaos, sir. <laughs> All right, if you want, they, they should be punished. They should, Absolutely, they should be punished. But who's going to fucking punish if, them? If you if you are reckless and you decide not to defend the 158 out of 100,000 Boer murders, you are you are the government. You are the ruling party. You have neglected, and that is an act of genocide. Because now we are losing 158 out of 100,000 farmers yes. per year. That is that's crazy. We still when I I do these speeches in the UN, and when I read this to people, they just go, "Come on, that can't be." I'm not. I'm. I'm not uh, factually. I think farmers do, you know, die at a far higher rate than even policemen in this country, as far as I know. 
to, to, I'm just worried about the use of genocide. Uh, I understand why you use it. A hundred times out of a hundred thousand more right. than policemen. Right. And I understand why you use the term genocide, but I do think it weakens your argument. Uh, um, a lot yeah. in this case. I agree. And I do think that. Because you, you are think we, we are not capable of killing. Are what? you optimistic about that? Because you think of progress, you think we are actually progressing. No, no. You think we're not capable of murdering at 158 out of 100,000. No, no, I think I wonder if are. the Hutsis and Tutsis were murdered at that no, rate. I, think it's, I it's, wonder if the Jews were murdered at that rate. It's crazy. But because we're a very small minority and nobody feels it, apparently, um, it's not cool to call it genocide. What should I call it? No, no, it's certainly. Mass uh, murder. Yeah, you can. It doesn't matter what, what term you use. Okay, it does well, matter. it does matter I, what term you I, use. Because I just said genocide is the wrong term to yeah. use it. But I, I don't. Going back to the point we made much earlier in this podcast, and I don't think there's a coordinated act. And if there is an omission by the state, it's not an omission because they hate you. It's an omission because they shit at what they do. But I've already proven all these things you've said now wrong. Because of we've that told you what legislation. We've told you what the uh, president says from the podium about certain groups yes, uh, and before, other leaders. What they get away with the things they say. Before saying. he was before he was president, he loved Afrikaners. He went to go have a bribe with you, I did. all people. I bribed with him twice. Well, there you go. Does is he hateful? Yeah, but I was very hopeful at that stage. In person. I could write that bri. I'm sure I made me pay for you. Made me pay for that damn bri. But, <laughs> but I, think just, I think you're scribing, I think you're scribing a lot of 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 malice and vindictiveness to people who don't care at all. That is true as well. No, I accept that. I accept that. They don't right. care at all. That's they're, why I go outside the borders of this country. They're to, in it for themselves. Uh, that's why um, Genocide Watch came to this country to watch to check for themselves, and they found the things that I found. Um, I also use objective opinions out there, and that's why Genocide Watch is not objective. Why not? Uh, yeah, they 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 they, they, they in the same way we, we, we want them. We want them in to the, check in for the same way that the Even UN they is objective because that is the equilibrium. We have someone like that uh, compared to. A, a government that doesn't care shit. Sure, but the overreaction, I think, de- uh, you know, deflates your argument. But that's that we we've done only if you're not a farmer. I grew up on a farm, sir. Actually, walkable. Farmers won't admit to having people like you <laughs> in their crawl. <laughs> um, quiz class was my uh, was my. So my, why don't you stand up and quiz, quiz class? And he he uh, played for the Transvaal back in the day right. in the seventies, and right. we left because All we got right, enough, enough nostalgia. You did three you times. Is that so? Yeah. But we found them, and they were just youths. Yeah. Well, you know, I suppose you're right. You can go sit next to a woman who was raped and say, you weren't raped that much. You were only raped a little. Maybe there are degrees of rape. That is not my argument. So that, so no, know. that's it's, why I'm going to say fair. what's happening. I've now given you my case. I've said that we are giving you the figures. I've given you the, the proof of that definition for the cultural uh, marginalization of taking away the language, the universities, of um, – Policy based on skin color. I give you all that, which yes. completes the definition of genocide. You still want me to use the word because you think it deflates my argument. That's like saying to girls that I raped, you weren't raped that much, were you? You were raped a little. But I, I, but I think you, you, you're giving a lot of power to people who don't care about us. <coughs> I agree. No, I agree to that. So that's why I think genocide doesn't work. I, I am to a degree. I'm, I'm idealist and I still believe that a government can step in because I grew up with a government that steps in. But obviously this government doesn't do that. I don't, not quite. So that government does. stepped in for you. That didn't step yeah, in for others. I'm used to you know that. What I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, but we all then came together and voted for a government that will be a for everyone parent to everyone, and Ooh, now it steps into only some of the children. That's, that's already, that's already, that's already where yeah. you're wrong. Yeah. A parent, Steve. Come on, a parent. Well, parental. It's not really a mother and father, but you. No, no, I expect no. the president to be a father for everybody in the country. And, Why? And he's all not. I want him to do is. No, do I know you hate. Gov- I, I know, I know you. Ha- no, you and I agree. We don't want governments. I want a small. You can't say you want a parent and then say you want a government. When there is a government in a country like this, 
you thinking that this guy is going to be a f- this guy is going to be parents for all of us, and it turned out not to. Yes, academically, when you ask me, do I want big or small governments? I want minute governments. In fact, I'm not sure if we even need a government at all. I am paying for my own security, by the way. Well, so you're probably I. paying for a lot of your own things. I'm as, probably paying for a lot of other people's security. Middle class people. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And they ignored the middle class in America, and that was very expensive. That's why I'm optimistic. Somewhat. All right. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, and our middle class is growing. Yeah. And so that's also why I'm optimistic. I think that's our one opportunity. Mm-hmm. If we can grow our middle class, doesn't matter the race, and it's going to be black middle class, mm-hmm. uh, not white middle class. But if we can grow our middle class, the economics are what matters. If we can grow our middle class, then the country will succeed. Yeah, if we can grow a middle class and there are no extra victims, if we can make a dent in 20 years of skin-based policy to unemployment, I'd go, yeah, you're right. But um, this is not right. But people who grow, who wake up in the morning, go to school, slash work, do whatever they do, etc., come home, eat dinner, watch their DSTV. Uh, Steve, they're not going out to kill people on farms, and they actually couldn't care really much about anyone else. Yeah, but you haven't listened to what I've said. If we haven't done anything to the unemployment rate, the only thing we have done is taken something from someone and put it somewhere else, give it to someone else. Oh, yeah, yeah, there, that's, that's, a, there's been that, a victim, that, that, and it's been a government sure, run policy to yeah. make him a victim and make him benef- benefit from by it. definition if you if you grow the economy you've taken some of those people who are in poverty and you've put them in, they've joined the market they've come across so that's no, if, that's where but you uh, haven't grown if you have done nothing to un- the, un- the unemployment rate has stayed the same no, but you can't you won't grow the middle class without growing that without uh, changing the unemployment rate you won't do that it's not possible it's, it's not possible. So I agree with you. If you take from one person to give to another, then you've just made one person poor and another person, you've given them some sort of wealth. But that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, we have grown. The middle class in this country has grown. Yes, And if that continues to happen, though the growth comes from somewhere, and it comes from the people who currently have very little or don't have jobs. And the more people we can get into that space, mm, the right. better we'll be. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay. I'll settle for that. That's fair. Well, unfortunately, we have to go, Steve. We've been here for a long time. And yeah, it was good fun. I think we, we could do this all night. I like I it. I think we're just getting started. I mean, yeah, we'd love to have you back. No, please, any time. We'll phone and we'll pop in. Great. Thank we'll you. have a lunch. Thank you for joining us. Chris, thank you very much. You sounded better and better as we went along. <clears throat> In fact, you don't sound like you've got a cold yes, at all. Yes, Jonathan, you sounded a lot uh, better Jonathan, than, than me. Chris. Jonathan, sorry. I can be Chris. <laughs> I can swing both ways. You can ways. be Chris. <laughs> I called him Roman for a long time. That's fine. You can call me Susie. You could have corrected me. I don't care. <laughs> I love anarchists. <laughs> well, Steve, well, thank you very much for, thank for you. coming on. We, we really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having a chat. Thank uh, you yeah. so much. Yeah. And I hope I run into you we in really a pub somewhere it. and we carry on with the conversation. It was good fun. Excellent. Right. Ramon, right. it's up to that you. That was tiring as fuck. <laughs> it's, uh, you're on uh, our Facebook page. Our right. Twitter. Our Facebook page is uh, the Daily... No. Um, <laughs> uh, Renegade Reports. Uh, Steve, they can find you on Twitter at... Twitter. Steve Steve what? underscore, underscore Hoffmeyer or Facebook Steve dot Hoffmeyer. Steve dot Hoffmeyer. And find us on Twitter. Like our show on iTunes. Give a review. And we'll see you all next week. Thank you so much. Bye. CliffCentral.com